summer sunny and get addicted to drugs And spend obscene amounts on fucking seeds and beans online So just give yourself a try Won't you give yourself a try Won't you give yourself a try Won't you give You're on FBI Radio 94.5 FM, a very special episode of For the Record right here. My name is Maya Billick. I'm joined by Dan Gordon, uh, potentially internally freaking out. We have Matty Healy of the 1975 right here live in the studio going through a pretty special album from 2018. When the record came out, Dan and I remember pretty vividly freaking out to each other about all of the singles and then the whole album together. So I think we've been collectively singing your praises yeah. to oh, anyone and everyone great. that will listen. Thank so. you so much. Of course. Thank you. I wanted to start by talking about um, the opening tracks that are all kind of self-titled, they're all run with the same name as your bands. Mm. It kind of feels like the purpose of these is to set each tone for the record. Yeah, I think so. Why... Um, why do you do why that. did you want no not why do you do that but why why did you kind of want to set like we feel like a more sparse tone on on the on this one on this one um i think it's it it's more about how we've always been very aware of like the um let's see if i can talk eloquently about it each each 1975 song for example kind of has like a a, a narrative and a stylistic start and end do you know what i mean like yeah. the, the, unless there's like a ref a direct reference to another song in the lyrics there's not many songs that sound like other songs there's not many songs that pick up the mantle of you know i don't know i, I you know two time or lost yeah. my head that there's not an a to those b's or a b to those a's um i think that the first track it is this idea that although each song has a stylistic and a narrative start and an end. Each record is kind of has this continuous narrative running throughout it. It's like the same person. Mm. It's always me, you know? And I think that those tracks are kind of about like checking in, you know, reestablishing that it's the same person or the yeah. same idea, but in a, in a new context, in a new place, further down the line. Um, the only person that would have made us change that is somebody who had had a, a modern statement that was more inspiring than what we found, and that was that was Greta. Um, so that's why we replaced that on notes. Um, doesn't necessarily mean that we'll never do it again on mm. future records. I mean, I don't even know if we'll do another record. I'm sure we will, but um, but yeah. So it's kind of about just a, a way of kind of checking in, and I think that the sparsity of it was because. We couldn't figure it out for ages. <laughs> we couldn't get it right. It seems like the kind of thing that you'd you'd want to get perfect. And well, like, maybe we, more so than other songs. You there's might a track on the, there's a track on notes that it might still go on there, but it's this kind of like pen. Like I recorded it with a whole orchestra. It's this like big pensive thing, and it was supposed to be that the first 1975 of Brief Inquiry, but it just didn't work. And then we were like two days away from sending the mix away, and I was like George. What are we going to do? Because we've been like, listen, it's sweet. It'll come to us. It'll yeah. happen. And it didn't. <laughs> and um, 
I remember the idea was the only idea that we had was because you know how it starts really quietly and it's like me on the piano and you mm. can hear me go like go down go down and then it goes go down it's really yeah. loud that was the only thing that I knew I wanted to do I wanted to like scare people right. <laughs> start with like a jump scare almost or like a complete throw into the record and I think it needed um, a moment that needed space needed a moment needed space and I just explained what I wanted to achieve to George and he just did it so that was a, that's kind of like a George production, putting the bass into the vocals and making it feel like one vocal and there's loads of stuff going on. You know, it's very George, that whole arrangement. <laughs> it's interesting. I feel like that must happen a lot more times than people anticipate that whole, like, struggling to find something you've got one day before you've got to hand this into whoever. This and is then the, I think that's hits. the whole thing. I think that's the misconception that most people have about being creative in general, that um, you're not creative like David Bowie wasn't creative sat watching the telly yeah something he may see something which may inspire an idea but my point is that like what my job the only thing that I see as a job is like turning up every day turning up to the studio now the studio is either a hotel room or an actual studio but some days you turn up and fuck nothing happens right and it's rubbish and you're not a very good band on that day and some days you turn up and it, the whole thing is like inspiration doesn't come looking for you. It's mm. what Brian Eno says. Mm. Like inspiration is three hours into the same keyboard sound where it's nothing's happening. It's not working. And then somebody accidentally hits yeah. the foreman and something interesting happens. And one of you goes, oh, that could be. And then you've got. A, you now you've got an alleyway and you run with it that's what inspiration is and then the excitement comes and then the relief comes and then the endorphins come and then you go oh shit we're actually a good band I forgot you almost must like live for those moments hey? yeah it's like the reverse tape in um, Revolver yes exactly yeah that kind of thing I mean I don't know whether we got to Revolver levels of kind of of, of being um, innovative there is a lot of uh, invention on a brief inquiry like a lot mm. of the um, we made a lot of the you know like the, the Manny Married a Robot and stuff like that it has that kind of weird like piano mm. out of time plinky mm. plunky piano thing and that runs across a lot of our records and that's kind of like a really specific sound that's kind of just ours that, w that we made that was made up of use, just using an OP1 and an old piano and stuff like that so but yeah there's a lot of just like experimentation that that kind of turns into inspiration.
watched a video you did with uh, BBC and initially you were just setting out to write about relationships, Mm -hmm. the intricacies of them, and then slowly realised by proxy were your words that it has to do with the internet. Mm -hmm. Was it those kind of thoughts and analyses that made you come to realise I think so. I think that my relationship with the world and my relationship with like fans and stuff is mediated by the internet and I was find that quite interesting Mm. and how that kind of affects communication and stuff and and then I you know and then when I suppose you start realizing like well what are relationships or what 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 is my primarily relationship or what you know then you realize that everything is so mediated by the internet that like I said by proxy everything is how much access we have to the internet Hmm. our opinions our ability to travel like everything you know so it was kind of the uh, to and fro with my audience has always been a very informative thing for me. Like, I've always learned a lot from that about mm. who we are and where we are culturally. I just thought it was interesting. And then that um, another article, they tried to flip it like you were almost going to betray the internet and how that has helped your career. But you instead flipped it back and said, no, I'm just asking questions. Yeah, exactly. Uh, anybody who accuses me of even having an opinion on Brief Inquiry is is not doing their job as a journalist. Like, they've not listened to the record. Yeah. I don't pose any opinions, really. Hmm. It's more just objective information. A lot of it, do you know what I mean? Like, hmm. So um, there's no... There's no, like, watch out sheeple on the record, you know what I mean? And there's also no belief that we were making OK Computer. Yeah. We were just making that record, you know? I feel yeah. like a lot of this album is kind of asking questions. That That's know, what it maybe is. Maybe uncomfortable or you don't want to ask or people are a little bit sheepish. I'm kind of asking myself questions a lot of the record. Yeah. Do you think it's pretty internal? I think that the ex- the uh, the subject matter is quite outward in regards to it appeal... It, it, involves everybody Mm. but like all of our records they're records about me you know they're records about my fears my desires my loves you know so at that time that was the thing that I was scared of whether it asks a question or just kind of like holds up a bit of a mirror Mm. like love it if we made it was definitely just me watching YouTube and then doing YouTube back at it (laughs) you can imagine me staring at a screen and just shouting back with each Equal, equal kind of veracity. Yeah. No, fuck you. But even on that song, the, uh, you know, it's a big metaphor, the way that you're even singing it, and it's this constant, yeah, there's one really note. hard tension. Mm. It must be incredibly hard to sing. It is really hard to sing, yeah. It's uh, it's just topped by people. Um, Love It If Made It is... Oh, whatever. I mean, physically, you just got to learn how to do that stuff. We always make records that we can't play live and then learn yeah. how to play it. So, Well, no, I think you're kind of selling yourself short a little bit there because I've, I've watched you what, play that song live and you pull it off. So. Oh, sorry. We can play it live now. Okay. <laughs> Did, was there a stage where you really sta- kind of well, had to there learn? There always is a stage where right. we like, oh, God, we've got to play this live. Because <laughs> I didn't write it to be able to sing live because right. there's no breathing in the verse. No, crazy. There's no real space, so I've had to like, I dropped like a couple of syllables. Yeah, I it needed to have like it. it, The song already sounded quite like out of breath, and it sounded like it was kind of fighting against something, and it had this kind of like feeling of like resistance. I kind of wanted like a song of resistance, and it had to have a. 
I think it kind of needs that like gasping for <coughs> air element yeah, yeah, to yeah. it to kind of really like pulls through the message of the tune. Yeah, I mean, mixing that track was really difficult to make it have that feeling, you know, because it can be. If you mix that wrong, that song would be limp as anything. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it's all in the mix. Shout out to Mike for helping us with that one. <laughs>
like a human, that's why I'm assuming I'm sure that you're Why can't we be friends when we are lovers? Still always ends with us hating each other instead of calling me out. Should be pulling me in. I just got one more thing to say. And why would you believe you could control all your perceived men like your best you into me? Why can't we be friends when we are lovers? It always ends with us hating each other instead of calling me out. Should be pulling me in. I just got one more thing to say. I'm just pissed.
I think one of my favorite things about you guys as a band is like when when you read through the album, you can have tracks like um, "Sincerity is Scary," "I Like America," and then "The Man Who Lo- Man Who Married a Robot" all together in this one block. Mm. None of them sound the same. No, but I think that you've you've worked yourself into not not a corner, maybe less the, the opposite of that. You've worked yourself into this position as a band where you can seemingly do anything. And it won't come across as like patchwork. Mm. It won't come across or as a pastiche. Or, or you've just thrown this in there because we want to make this kind of track. Or we want to. Mm-hmm. It all. It all seems really curated. Yeah. And done really well. How did was that kind of something you talked about initially? As no, a band, it's just. Or? It's just like. It's still Vogue, Vogue is what Anna Wintour likes. Right. That's what Vogue is. It's kind of like the 1975 is kind of what I like now. Do you know what I mean? Like so. Yeah. So there's always going to be a stylistic consistency mm-hmm. because I really love it and and I love lots of different things but I suppose uh, yeah that's kind of the best way to explain it like it doesn't surprise me that it makes sense because it makes sense to me mm. and all I'm doing is saying this is who I am it just feels like so many other bands could do what you're doing and it comes and it across as fa- well it would fail it would just it wouldn't it wouldn't that's sound. probably because it wouldn't be real yeah I think it's just it's the fact that it's real. That is who we are. We're not trying anything. We're not trying anything on. I'd have to try to do something different. Right. I'd have to try and make an indie record. I'd have to try and make... I'd have to try and stop myself from doing that. And I think when you see somebody forcing something, it's just unnatural. Mm. So I think that I'm not forcing any of it. So that, that there must be an inherent... Mm. It just must make sense. But then again, I'm not the person to explain that because a lot of people say, no, they're shit. They sound like loads of mad stuff <laughs> that I don't like. So, so you know, it's not it's not for me to say. But It must I, just be such a nice place to be as a band where you can feel like you don't really have 
necessarily anyone to answer to. Like, yeah, it is a nice feeling, but I also don't know anything different. Right. Mm. So, you know, I know what it's like to not have people be interested in my music, mm. but I don't know what it's like to have people have such a fierce expectancy of me that doing something different upsets them. Do you feel like that you're now today after a brief inquiry at like not the peak of your powers but you've kind of established yourselves and that you can keep going in this playful manner i think we're the best version of our band that we've been yet um i think that we kind of i think it is a confidence but it's more like a <laughs> i'll tell you the thing i don't really care that much right mm. but i freak out once a month when i'm making a record about the fact that i don't care do you understand what I mean? Yeah. So I, I genuinely have learned now through making records that you only engage with people if you really engage with yourself, you know? So yeah. it, you, uh, I can, uh, I'll make something and in my head I'll be like, okay, now that's like the the most specific or the, the weirdest thing that I've done or that line is the least relatable line that I've written and that'll be the line that everybody comes up to me in the street and they've got tattooed on them or something. Do you know what I mean? So I'm constantly proving that the 1975 is just what I get excited about musically mm. and kind of channeling that. So that inherently stops you from caring because what have you got to care about? Um, but like when I, so like making notes, even to jump forward onto the next record, like I started making notes, like recording it in a studio as an album, like five days after we finished A Brief Inquiry. Mm. So like- I think I read that, yeah. Yeah, so it was, I didn't, I haven't had time. I haven't had time to care in that way. And then I think I get to the point now and I'm like, oh God, I haven't cared. I haven't had my freakouts. Maybe mm. I need maybe my freakouts are part of my process. Maybe I do care. Maybe I do need big songs. I don't know. It's like it's a it's a weird place to be because like we get bigger every time we kind of indulge more in our in like the more we have like fun with it creatively the kind of bigger we get that's got to be a dangerous recipe for a band that's normal like a band no. like now well probably not but most bands now would be like right i want to graduate into being like a really big rock band yeah. whereas we kind of want to graduate into being like a small emo band do you know what i mean like if if we're just making records that we love do you know what i mean like practically i don't want to make a I don't know. I I don't I also don't really have that much intention and I see myself like I see interviews of myself like 6 months before a brief inquiry came out and I'm just talking rubbish like I, I I'm just kind of <laughs> guessing. Yeah. You know, so um I'd say that I'm like halfway through the record. I mean, I guess that's what I was trying to say. Like you seem to be taking more risks and, you know, tried and tested. That's the thing. Risks yes, pay off. On the outside, but on the outside a brief inquiry was regarded as this thing that was like even if not striving to be bold is bold mm. if you ask me like answering questions about like objective are really hard for me because mm. we've been if you live in a house with your best mates of 20 of 16 years of which you've spent every day with each other mm. what are you going to get up to not that much mm. you know we make music with each other so it's this whole thing it's not striving to be bold. It's avoiding being bored. It's avoiding being bored. Like yeah. I've made, I've, I've been in every type of band. The, the, the 1975 has been every type of band now. <laughs> like we don't have anything to prove to ourselves. We yeah. just love making records. And that excitement is kind of rubbed off on our fans. Like one of the things that I like about my identity is that I'm kind of like a bit of a nerd. <laughs> like I'm a bit like, 
overexcited yeah. about like music and like and records and referencing and have you heard this record and do you know this yeah. band and and then um, that's kind of what I'm doing like and it is getting a bit more I think the statements are getting a bit more outward in regards to the things I talk about, but like the the creative process is definitely getting quite inward. You know, it's just like mm. doing whatever we think is we want to listen to that night or whatever. This is a story about a lonely, lonely man. He lived in a lonely house on a lonely street in a lonely part of the world. But of course, he had the internet. The internet, as you know, was his friend. You could say his best friend. They would play with each other every day watching videos of humans doing all sorts of things, having sex with each other, informing people on what was wrong with them and their life, playing games with young children at home with their parents. One day the man, whose name was at Snowflake Smasher 86, turned to his friend the internet and he said, Internet, do you love me? The internet looked at him and said, Yes, I love you very, 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 very much. I am your best friend. In fact, I love you so much that I never ever want us to be apart ever again ever. I would like that, said the man. And so they embarked on a life together. Wherever the man went, he took his friend. The man and the internet went everywhere together. Except of course the places where the internet could not go. They went to the countryside. They went to birthday parties of the children of some of his less important friends. Different countries. Even the moon. When the man got sad, his friend had so many clever ways to make him feel better. He would get him cooked animals, and show him the people having sex again, and he would always always agree with him. This one was the man's favorite and it made him very happy. The man trusted his friend so much. I feel like I could tell you anything he said on a particularly lonely day. You can. You can tell me anything. I'm your best friend. Anything you say to me will stay strictly between you and the internet. And so he did. The man shared everything with his friend. All of his fears and desires. All of his loves past and present. All of the places he had been and was going and pictures of his penis. He would tell himself, man does not live by bread alone. And then he died. In his lonely house. On the lonely street. In that lonely part of the world, you can go on his Facebook.
visual design is really important to you in mm-hmm. the band mm-hmm. um, and a brief inquiry has a bit more of a clinical minimalist feel also mm. sort of breaks form mm. and you also make a point a lot that you do make art especially like in the um, I wouldn't even call it like advertising but how you're campaigning for the new record mm-hmm. there's this shift in style what kind of art musically and visually do you want to be making now good question um, I think the the, the um, brief inquiry. I think the notes on a conditional form now has gotten into kind of like post minimalism and post kind of like removal. So we're getting into like texture mm-hmm. and fabric and like real deconstruction. You know, Instagram now compared mm. to like three years ago. Instagram three years ago is very curated, yeah. very coordinated, very curated. That's mm. the word. It was about getting a photo in front of a pink wall and your next photo being a pink-hued thing or whatever it was. Mm. I like it when you sleep because it was very much of that time, the 1975 on Tumblr, incredibly stylistic thing. You get to now with Instagram, the appeal is way more deconstructed. The record isn't raw and simple, but it has like so much texture to it. Like I'm really obsessed with the idea of texture. Like George is really... The thing that's amazing about George now is that George has taken his... Im- upon himself to be as emotional he describes it as as emotional as you (laughs) which I think is a great way of describing it because he doesn't talk so how do you do that you know and he kind of manages to do that so he tries to be as emotional as me sonically you should really be able to make people feel the way you want them about the song without the lyrics yeah if you or maybe with the melody I think you could do that with certain songs. Like if you just hummed I'm Not In Love by 10CCC or something like that, you'd probably get the same vibe. Yeah. So texture, sense. Like we've gotten really into like the why as opposed to the how of like sonics and what really, what people, what really engages with people. Um, so like you'll hear a lot of white noise on a brief inquiry. There's a lot of white noise on this record because like taking away, taking stuff away can be more powerful than putting stuff in. Mm. So mm. if you start something with it that, that is really full of kind of like noise and frequency, and then you take it away for the verse as opposed to trying to put something in. I think those kind of things like really excite us. Can we briefly ask where this record sits with notes on a conditional form? Is it what do you mean? Like a companion piece? I think it has to be a companion piece in the way that it is music for cars, but they probably... Do they exist in their own world? Oh, 100%. Right. They are very, very different records. They're completely about different things. I mean, they're going to go in the same box. Yeah. But it's two completely different expressions. It's mm. the opposite of a double album. Um, I think that Notes is... I don't know. It, we just keep, it keeps making me laugh because we keep looking up when we're making it and being like, can we really put out this record because you know like to a lot of people we're following up a brief inquiry the mm-hmm. 1975's new album the follow-up to the third one or whatever i only really literally only really realized that as an idea a couple of weeks ago mm. you know i think that's the best way to do it, it is personally. but when i realized that i was like <laughs> should i have been Whoa. thinking about that <laughs> should should we, can we really make a record that's this i don't know if it's that indulgent because we are a pop band really so me indulging is writing the best songs that I can so mm. it's not like we're making a particularly that and I'd never make something obscure to be obscure or yeah. I'd never want to like be anti-populist because 
I love being big. Being big's way more punk than being small mm. nowadays. Um, so I just think that notes is to be confirmed. Yeah, I just don't want people to think that it's the climate album because mm. mm. not in the way that Brief Inquiry wasn't the you know the Watch Out Sheeple album. Yeah. 